At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got a tremendous hour coming up for you. Here in segment number one, we're going to be diving into some of these divisions because. Something that I noticed is that you've still got a lot of good value on these teams that have gotten off to a hot start to the season in the NFL. So we're going to take a look at what teams at a plus price have got a little bit of value and what teams, well, let's call it what it is, they might not have the world's greatest value. So we're going to be going into that. And then Sean Green, he does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is going to be joining me, going to be talking a little NBA, going to be talking a little college football. And in the final segment, we're going to be taking a look at some of the line moves that we've been seeing in the NFL in general. Unfortunately, we just don't have any baseball until Friday. It is grinding my gears a little bit that Major League Baseball headlined by our good friend Rob Manfred, which if you have a positive opinion of him, you're one of the few that, well, it's not great that we are going to be waiting until Friday, but that's it. We're going to try to find some value, and I'm seeing something for Thursday Night Football for a prop that is really catching my eye as well. I'll give that to you in the final segment as well. So. We're going to be trying to find you guys a little bit of money there, and we're going to try to find you guys some money in terms of some of these odds to be able to win the division because when it comes to the NFL, what I think is very surprising right now is that all these teams that they were plus money at the beginning of the year, even though they were the favorite to win the division, and it's all gone. There's right now one team that is the favorite to win their division that is below minus 160. I think that this one makes a little bit of sense. The San Francisco 49ers are currently at plus 125. You got the Rams at a plus 165, and then from there, Seahawks are at 5-1, and the 
Arizona Cardinals. They're at 8-1, to one, and I just find it to be so intriguing. I'm just going to give you guys the teams that are favorites right now to win their division, and then we're going to go from there. Ravens in the AFC North, minus 180. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 225 out in the NFC South. The Eagles, they are minus $4 over in the NFC East. You've got the Tennessee Titans, minus 160 in the South. You've got the Buffalo Bills at minus $9 to win the AFC East, minus 450 on the Chiefs in the AFC West. And then the Minnesota Vikings are now at minus $6 to win the NFC North. Now, I just take a look at these numbers, and the one that I think is the most warranted among these moves, and it might be just because I grew up very close to the area, what have you, but I do think that the Vikings are honestly relatively fairly priced at minus $6 because also keep in mind they've already got one win in the bag already against the Green Bay Packers, so that helps them out from a head-to-head standpoint with the Green Bay Packers. I think that they're being a little bit undervalued in terms of Buffalo Bills being an 11 to an 11.5 point underdog. I think that that's a little bit too lofty. At the same time, even though I like getting 11 to 11.5 points with the Green Bay Packers, that by no means means I think that they're going to be able to win this game outright. I think that that's more of a touchdown game rather than a north of 10 point game. But as I said, with the Minnesota Vikings, they've already got so many wins in the bag that I think that that is relatively solid value. And I mean, with that said, it's just a case which the Minnesota Vikings, I think, are relatively solidly priced. I would not want to go out there and lay minus six dollars on the Minnesota Vikings to win that division. But the Lions and the Bears are pretty much dead in this division. And for the Green Bay Packers, they just have too much ground to make up, even if they find everything and they're able to get things to click out there in the great state of New York this weekend. So I think that that's relatively appropriate. Even though the Jets have gotten off to a nice start to the season, the Buffalo Bills at minus 900, that is relatively fairly priced as well. They were the big favorites coming into the season. They're at the top of the odds board to be able to win the Super Bowl. There's just really not much of a way that I see any other team being able to win that division. But what does really pique my interest is, for one, the division that I pointed out in which you got plus money on all these teams because I still think that there's really good value on this favorite here in the San Francisco 49ers at a plus 125. Now, no question about it. What we see this weekend when these two match up, that is going to be very important. But it's been a case where, where all the good that Sean McVay has done as a coach, the one big bugaboo that he's had has always been going up against Shannon and the San Francisco 49ers. I believe that the 49ers have covered six out of their last seven games and won six of them outright in the regular season against McVay while dropping just one. That is complete and utter ownage with the 49ers deciding, you know what, we're going to go for it. We're going to pick up Christian McCaffrey. I think that that's big as well. And for the 49ers, just in general, they've got a better defense than the LA Rams and the LA Rams. They're just dealing with offensive, shall we say, shortcomings right now because with Matthew Stafford, he can't get out of his way. He can't stop throwing interceptions. And the big thing is, it's not just... It's not just Stafford, because Stafford has always been a little bit interception prone, but what a lot of people discount with some of these struggles that we're going to be finding from offenses and in quarterbacks in general is the offensive line. Ever since you saw the offensive line really change around from last season with the LA Rams, it has been a case where they just have not looked the same. The running game has not been going whatsoever. It's so bad that Cam Akers has decided, you know what, I'm going to try to request a trade, whether or not. They're actually going to be able to give that one. And for Cam Akers, he just hasn't looked good in general. Let's call it what it is. But I do think that that is something very much to take a look at. And for the LA Rams, just looks like a offense that they need 
more than just Cooper Cup because Tyler Higby has actually done a solid job as a reliable target at the tight end spot. But, I mean, that said, you've got Ben Skronowski, who has been like that number two wide receiver outside of Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson has been completely invisible for this team. So, that has just been a hot mess case in general. It really shows what Odell Beckham was able to do for the LA Rams. Seeing the 49ers as a little bit of a favor right now, I think that this is one of the more befuddling lines on the board. I really want no part of it, but even if the 49ers lose this upcoming game, I still think that they should be able to take this division because you do take a look at who the Rams are going to be playing after this. A Buccaneers team in which they're a little bit of a question mark. They have to go on the road against the Saints bunch. I think that they could be able to rise up with them from there. The Seahawks game that they're going to be playing to begin December, that is much more challenging than we were expecting on the road against the Chiefs, on the road against the Packers, which that's a little bit of a toss-up game. They're going to have to go on the road against the Seahawks to end the season as well. And if you're looking at more of a plus value line in terms of this division, I do think that the Seahawks, they can be lying around. I would say that they're relatively fairly priced at this point. I would say that if you want to take a shot on the Seahawks, when you were able to get them at north of 8-1, to one, like you were seeing just last week, as a matter of fact, that would have been probably the time at 5-1. to one. I think that this is a number that it's fairly, it's fairly put out there. I think that for the Seahawks, they've got a shot to be able to win the division. Ultimately, I do think that they're going to be falling short, but I do think that that is one where they're now finally where they should be in terms of odds to be able to win that division. The one real underdog that I think is providing a lot of value right now it's a team that has really struggled to begin the season, but it's just because I have no faith whatsoever in the favorite. That's the New Orleans Saints. I was very high on the New Orleans Saints coming into the season, and I have been horribly disappointed by the New Orleans Saints at this point. I've dropped them in my power rankings as much as any other team, but I mean, the other team that I've really dropped in my power rankings really more than any other as well is the team that they're facing, that they're chasing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think that the Saints have a good shot to be able to win outright against the Las Vegas Raiders. That'll get them online. If the Buccaneers are unable to get the job done against the Baltimore Ravens in prime time, like I do think that there's a good chance of them doing, they might be finding themselves in a three-way tie for first place when it comes to the beginning of next week if the Atlanta Falcons aren't able to rise up and get the job done. And for the New Orleans Saints, it's just been a case where injuries have really held back the seam, and I do think that... The injury bug in general is something that still gives you a little bit of pause. Michael Thomas, we were expecting him to be just out there in general. He has yet to play here in the month of October, and that has been unfortunate for them. But getting back Jameis Winston, who I do think that he's going to be able to come back and he's going to be able to give this team just a little bit more punch in general. I think that the Saints were very smart in giving them a lot of rest in general. That is going to be able to help them out. And the ultimate weapon for this team right now, I can't believe I'm saying it, it's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has actually been able to do a really solid job of just lending a lot of value in general for this bunch because he does it running the ball. He's been able to catch a few balls for this team as well. He's already got five rushing touchdowns thus far this season. He can come in. He could give you some of the wildcat or whatever the heck they want to call it in this day and age of the NFL. But being able to get a lot of these guys healthy for the Saints, I think is going to be important. And I do think that at some point the switch is going to be flipped for the Saints defense. I really thought that they were going to be one of the more formidable teams in all of football on that front. It just has not happened for them at this point. I do think that part of it might be the secondary having a little bit of turnover. They bring in the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, in the offseason. I think that's going to be taking a little bit of time for them to be able to really click in general. 
That certainly did not happen against the Arizona Cardinals. And as a matter of fact, this has been a defense that they've allowed 20-plus points each of the last four weeks. But now they're going up against the Las Vegas Raiders team that they can't guard their own shadow as well. I do think that they could be able to go a little bit on a run being able to win that game. I do think that the Ravens game that they're going to be having at home is a little bit tough. But then they go on the road against the Steelers. They've still got games against a team like the Carolina Panthers. So that is going to be able to help them out a little bit too. And I do think that this is a Saints bunch that they've got the offensive chops to be able to hold up. I do think that at some point the defense, it's going to be able to come around as well. Maybe it's a little bit of blind faith in general, but I by no means think that the New Orleans Saints should be this big of an underdog to win the division at 11-1. to I think that you're now all of a sudden having a lot of value being presented in general. And then when it comes to a team that has a little bit of a shorter shot in general, the Cincinnati Bengals, I think that they're in an intriguing spot as well. It's not necessarily think that I think that they should be just winning the division and they're going to run and hide with it or anything like that. But the Ravens at minus 180, another team that I was very high on, they just need to prove to me that they're able to close out games. We saw the Bengals last time they played against the Baltimore Ravens. They were very nearly able to claw out that win. And as a matter of fact, they probably should have clawed out that win. I like the way that they've been able to turn things around. So if you're looking for a little bit more of a modest underdog, I do think that the Cincinnati Bengals at a plus 170, I think that they're lending a little bit of value as well as with the Ravens. I like what I've seen in terms of their overall play. Don't like the way that they're closing things out. Bengals, they've got a closer by the name of Joe Burrow that I have a lot of faith in. And a guy that is always closing, a guy that is always cashing tickets, that'd be Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Coming up next, we're going to be talking some college football with them right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at 
howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for cash and a grand prize trip to lovely Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter into nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard. Flame your share of $5,000 in weekly cash prizes and a grand prize trip to Las Vegas. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Modelo NFL all together on that. Now to get in on the action, Modelo, the official beer for fans with a fighting spirit, 21 years or older. In terms of conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network. And great to be joined by Sean Green. Does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Sean, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, good to hear from you, Hoops. Always like uh, mixing it up here. And uh, yeah, looking for a ton of good games as always. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get into it. Absolutely. Let's go with the biggest game of the week here as Toledo is going to be on the road against Eastern Michigan. Nah, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> that That's one of those things where myself as a college basketball fan, I would absolutely love that game, be able to get Amani Bates and company, but I know that a game that you're a little bit more locked into is a game with a tight line with a bunch that has been quite surprising this year. The Syracuse Orange, they're going to be facing off against with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Syracuse is finding themselves a 2.5 point favor with a low total on the board of right around a 48 Obviously, Syracuse not able to get the job done last week, but still was relatively impressed by them. And with Notre Dame, this has just been a bunch that has been very underachieving in general. They had high hopes coming into the season. They have not been able to live up to them. That Sanford loss just really had me out on them in general. I just feel like this line being under a field goal is a little bit befuddling. Maybe I'm just like a mouse taking the cheese here with under a field goal, but I don't like Syracuse in this spot. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, in a weird way, I liked it more when it was minus three. It was, it was like, okay, <laughs> minus three. Perfect. But now they, they moved it to minus two and a half. I got a little nervous, but then I, I keep looking at the Syracuse team. Like, what am I, what am I going to be nervous about? They went down, you know, to Clemson and almost got that win. Probably should have got that win if they didn't have a, you know, some very questionable, like roughing the passer and a couple of those like quote unquote late hits, they, they really blew it. But what I liked out of that Syracuse team was they created a ton of turnovers uh, against big Cinco there. And I think they can do that against this Notre Dame offense. And then, you know, Schrader uh, Tucker at home. I, 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 the carrier dome is such a tough place to go in and get a win. And 
What have you seen of this Notre Dame team that scares you, especially when they're going on the road? I mean, yeah, they beat North Carolina, but you know, UNC is a completely different team than Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse plays defense, especially at home. I think this is a bounce back spot for them. And yeah, I love Cuse here. I've been told by my producers that we should try to appeal to the country audience a little bit more. So we're going to give you Florida Georgia line. Florida <laughs> is right now a 22 to a 22 and a half point underdog on the line. And the total on this game in between 56 and a half and 57. As we all know, they don't play this game on the actual home field. This is actually going to be at TIAA Bank Field. So always do keep that in mind. The way that I see it, though, is that Florida, they had that nice game to begin the season against Utah. And ever since then, then, well, not so great for them. And for Georgia, they haven't necessarily been as dominant. And that's why I do take a look at this line. I think that 22 to 22 and a half might be a little bit too lofty. Georgia back in full force with their defense. I just don't know if they could score enough in this spot to be able to cover this lofty of a number though. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly see the case for Florida. Like, Hey, you know, this is a big game for them. Maybe they're super bowl. Uh, certainly not a great season for them overall. And maybe they get up for this. I'm still just going with Georgia, uh, that defense. I mean, you know, we saw it week one against Oregon and yeah, they're the offenses had their moments where they've struggled to put up points, but still that defense is super, super dominant. They're coming off a bye. I think that's going to help their offense. They're going to drop some stuff and man, I, I, I just don't see this Florida team really being able to, to hang with them. And, and Georgia has had their uh, Florida's number, even, even against big spreads four and one straight up and ATS in the last five against Florida. Normally it's not this high, but I, I'm still taking uh, Georgia here. Yep, and we've got another relatively lofty spread as well with Ohio State on the road against Penn State. Typically, you see it a little bit more of a narrow number than 15 to 15 and a half like we're seeing right now with Ohio State and a total on this game of 61. And I think for Penn State, this is a little bit of a correlated game. If you think that this is going to be a low-scoring, sloppy game, it actually bodes quite well for Penn State. If you think that this is going to be a little bit of a shootout, I recognize that Clifford for Penn State been a little bit better this year, but boy, if it's a high scoring game, I think that this could get really ugly. Yeah. I mean, I, it's annoying. This game isn't played at night. Like this game should have been the whiteout. Yes. Uh, instead of the Minnesota game as a guy who went to Penn state for a couple of years. I I'm on Penn state here as a home dog. That being said, I, I just still don't think Ohio state's really been tested that much. Uh, even even Iowa, like I, I know you look at that final score and you're like, oh, they destroyed Iowa. But if you watch that game, Iowa kind of gave them a little bit of trouble. Again, this is Penn State's Super Bowl for sure. Um, you know, and Penn State's been really good at home. And and to the you know to the Clifford question, he's he's not a Heisman candidate. He's not dominant, but he's he's shown some ability to come up in certain spots. I think they hang around with this Ohio state team. This feels like a 10 point game at worst. Um, but you're right. Like if they can't slow down Ohio state's passing, it could get ugly if it's a shootout. But I, I think this is a, since it's a conference game, I think I, I always like taking big conference home dogs. So give me Penn state here uh, and the points. Yep. And we were taking a look at that with a relatively big number. How about if we take a look at the biggest number on the board and it's not necessarily in terms of the side, it's a total. 76 for this USC versus Arizona game. And I mean, with USC, it has been tremendous what we've been seeing out of Lincoln Riley, him bringing in Caleb Williams. It has worked very well. Williams has, I think, still just one interception this year. He has been incredibly efficient. And for Arizona, well, they've given up 49 points each other the last two weeks. That is not too <laughs> terrific. 
Do you think that this is a number that has gotten up a little bit too lofty? Because I do take a look at this total of 76, and I have paused with it, but I see where the bookmakers are coming from because this Arizona defense is not good, and with USC, they're putting up points aplenty. Yeah, you know, early on, I was I got cute and I decided to fade USC. I'm like, ah, yeah, bring it on. So much change, it's never gonna work. And then I, I I've since adjusted. I actually did have USC in the points um, against Utah. I think this is man. It it just feels like USC is gonna be in cruise control. So I'm I'm a little bit nervous about getting to this giant number again. I'm with you. I see why you set it so high because they're coming off an 85 point game. You know, the game before that was 44 uh, against Washington State. But again, to your point, like Arizona is just not playing any defense at all. I could see maybe them trying to want to run up the score a little bit and get, you know, get Caleb Williams into the Heisman conversation. I would still, again, I'm always going to be contrarian here. If, if it's the highest point total on the board, I'm going to lean under. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going big on this by any means. Yeah, Ben, this is one that, I don't know if I want to be going big on it at all or not because we've got a ranked team in South Carolina going up against a Missouri bunch that I'm not sure about you, but I have not been impressed by them at all. And this is a four-point line. This feels like it should be a little bit more lofty. I recognize that South Carolina's had a few injury concerns, to say the least, and that loss that they took earlier on in the season against Georgia, it's not too terrific. I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but it just feels like a four-point line in South Carolina versus Missouri with it being in South Carolina, just feels a little low. Yeah, I'm with you. That feels a little short. So yeah, I'm a, I'm on the same side there. It's tough to build a case otherwise. So yeah, it, it feels like it should be maybe six. Maybe they're waiting for people to bet it up more. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, that's just befuddling to me because I mean, even though Spencer Idler, let's call it what it is. It's hard to believe that this guy was like the Heisman betting favorite a year or two ago, and he's got like eight interceptions thus far this year. He's got fewer he's touchdowns. Then interceptions. I just don't know where that's been coming from. And we've got about 90 seconds here. I'll give you the floor. Is there any other game that's really been standing out to you that you're taking a look at, whether it's just a game that you want to see a little bit more in general for a team that might be a little bit of a contender or a game that you've already bet? Yeah, no, I, I like, uh, I like Washington state at home plus eight against this Utah team, uh, Washington state. Uh, they always show up at home here. I, I think that number if it's still at eight, I love it at eight. I, and I think even sprinkle a little bit on them as a live dog. This is a great letdown spot for Utah, I think. And, you know, it Pullman is not an easy place to go in and get the win. And I think uh, Washington state can do enough offensively to certainly make this a game. Uh, I know they've blown some games or, you know, who was it against Oregon where they, they yep. completely unraveled. They should have won that game. Uh, maybe this one feels uh, pretty similar. So I, I, I think sprinkle on the money line and, and take the eight points for sure. And I'm so glad that you bring that up with Pullman because you find that a lot with these Pac-12 schools because they had to go on the road against, Cor against Oregon State in Corvallis last week. That is not an easy place to get to. I always love it when you get college football slash basketball where you've got these teams that play in cities like Pullman, which you mentioned with Washington State, remote cities. They don't have an airport, so you have to like drive to it as well. And I always think that that's a good angle. And I think that people, if they're looking at ways to be able to gauge home field advantage, awarding a little bit more than three points to a team like a Washington State, insert your just random city, like you're going to find it in like the big sky where you're going to like really 
Colorado or something like that. Those are always things I absolutely love, and I always love talking a little bit of basketball in general. Two weeks from now, we're going to have college basketball, but right now we've got some NBA, and we're going to be talking about that with Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast next here on the Great Peterson Experience on Eason, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season has tipped off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Betting Guide. It's got information on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including our one and only John Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners playoff teams, win totals, player awards, and so much more. We've got five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up down for just $79. You're able to get access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Sean Green, who does amazing work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And this was a game that I hit upon a little bit earlier in Bucks versus 76ers. Want to get your thoughts on just this game and these two teams in general as the Bucks find themselves a four-point favorite. And I do think the bookmakers have done a good job of being able to shade down the Brooklyn Nets because with the Nets in general, it's been a very fascinating team to say the least. I felt like they were completely overvalued all season long last year. I feel like it's a little bit more appropriate now. And I do think that here at a line of four, maybe there's a little bit of an edge here with the Bucks, but I have a little bit more pause with Middleton currently being out the fold for them. Yeah, I'm all over the Bucks. I'm, uh, you know, as a, as a Sixers guy, I'm looking for any opportunity to fade Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, oh. <laughs> I don't know if you heard him on the, on those podcasts. Like he, he, he didn't think he did anything wrong. He has zero responsibility. And, you know, you, you can't just put guys out there like Simmons who have no ability to shoot. Like you just can't space the floor properly in the modern NBA with a guy who has no willingness to shoot. Uh, they got to play him at center and, and play him like really far away from the rim because he, he wants nothing to do with it. Uh, and it's going to take a while for them to figure it out if they do figure it out. And then even defensively, like they have not looked good again. It's, it's super early, but I saw a stat that they're 27th in both half court and transition points per 100. That's just a bad time to be going and playing this Milwaukee team. Now I'm, I'm with you. Obviously you like this way more if Middleton's playing, but I still like it um, without him there. I mean, to beat the Bucks, you're going to have to close out on some three-pointers, and I just don't see this Nets team be it, hustling that much on defense right now to get that done. So I, I like the Bucks here at home. Yep, and our good friend Ben Simmons right now is more fallouts than made three-pointers. That's yeah. not a great stat right there. He's fouled out of two games, and he's made zero threes thus far this season. And I know you mentioned that you were a 76ers guy, so I want to get your thoughts on the, on what we've seen out of them thus far. They're currently 1-3, and three, so... Not necessarily the world's greatest start and very, very small sample size. This is, I mean, the equivalence of less than or maybe exactly one week of NFL play. So this is the time where you've got the armchair quarterbacks. So you're going to be like, oh, this is going wrong. That is going wrong. Haven't necessarily liked what I've seen out of the 76ers, but I felt like that win that they got against the Pacers, that was relatively big. And I think that overall this team is going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, there's still a ton of talent on this team. I would like to see a little bit more fire out of Doc Rivers. I'd like to see him push Embiid and and Harden, uh, you know, especially Embiid. Like, 
he's there are times where he just comes off kind of soft and it's like, dude, you're so talented. And we saw last year, a real hunger for him to dominate when he was going on that MVP run. And again, we're four games in. We haven't seen that yet. I like this spot for them. Um, especially if Scotty Barnes doesn't play, he's questionable right now, but even if he's, even if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. The, uh, Otto Porter jr. Also doubtful for them. And the Sixers team has the confidence knowing that they beat, the Raptors 4-2 in the playoff series. So I don't think they're scared to go up to Toronto. And again, this is a get right spot. I, I don't, I'm not going to say doc rivers is coaching for his job right now, but he certainly can take a lot of heat off of the Sixers and the Sixers organization. If they go up there and get a win or, you know, get a little win streak going here. And I'm with you. I think that Indiana win while granted it is the Pacers. I think it got their confidence back, uh, played a little better defense. So that was all good stuff to see. I like them here. Uh, yeah, I think most places have it as a pick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on in on the Sixers here. And the one thing I want to get your thoughts on with the Sixers is it just feels like the role players have not stepped up in the first few games of the season. Like, I remember Shake Milton last year was really big for the team. He's only played in the Pacers game, and that's about it. I don't know if he was dealing with injury or what have you, but he just hasn't seen the floor much. They made an offseason signing to bring in Montrezl Harrell. He hasn't really played a lot as well. Someone like Korkmaz has not been able to do anything for the team. That's the one concern that I have for the 76ers because the star guys like Joel Embiid, James Harden, they've been able to step up, but it feels like they're playing pretty much four on five at this point. Yeah, you know, they haven't figured out the rotation yet. To your point, like the guys they brought in, they haven't. Yeah, again, they're just haven't kind of figured out the rotation yet. That's why I'm I'm hoping that that win over Indiana was kind of like, all right, this is kind of what we're going to do. We got this gel in. I'm still super high on Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a uh, he's a real like awesome young star. And, and when they were talking about trading for James Harden, I was always like, yeah, do whatever you can to get him. Uh, the fact that we got rid of Ben Simmons and added James Harden, I still think is crazy. But my my you know contingency was always like, don't lose Tyrese Maxey. He's a young guy uh, that we drafted that's just looked great and has a ton of potential. So they they need to kind of get Tyrese Maxey involved even more. And and to your point, kind of figure out the rest of the rotation there. Yep, it's been to the max for Maxi thus far. He's been able to do a solid job and would like to see a little bit more to your point as well. And then when it comes to this team, I just feel like if it wasn't for the name on the front of the jersey, they'd be an even bigger underdog. We're seeing the Lakers as a six-point dog against yeah. the Denver Nuggets. Now you've got to expect that the two guys are a little bit banged up for the team and LeBron James along with Anthony Davis are going to play, but... They're dealing with injuries already thus far this season. I was saying this on the show, and I really think that it's true. The Lakers have the worst bench in the NBA. Matt Ryan was getting minutes opening night, and no, not the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan, the guy that wasn't too good while he was at Notre Dame during that part of his career. Right now, I'm seeing them as six-point underdogs against the Denver Nuggets, and if it wasn't for the fact that it says Lakers on the front of the jersey, I'd probably be setting them closer to a double-digit underdog right now. I really feel like if you're taking a look at things right now, because I'm more of a in-game NBA better, but the one thing that I could see betting before the game, just because I don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to catch up, is laying the points with the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, if I did have a model, my model would say, uh, you know, Nuggets by like 10 and a half here. Yeah. Because what are you seeing out of this Lakers team? It's been a complete disaster. It sounds like Russell Westbrook may not play, so maybe that helps the Lakers <laughs> here a little bit. That's strange uh, to say, too. They're dead last in three point percentage and not, and it's not even close. It's by a wide margin. I was looking at the stats. Uh, the, the Timberwolves are 29th 
and they are eight and a half percentage points better than the Lakers. We all know regression and things are going to even out, but that is horrific. And then you look at the Nuggets, their second ineffective field goal percentage at 57.7%. I mean, this Lakers team is historically bad, not like historically bad NBA team, but historically bad by Lakers standards. And, you know, people were trying to compare, like, where does this rank in the worst teams that LeBron James has been on? And, you know, LeBron James is getting really old. Like, it's tough for a guy like him to put the team on his back in Denver at high elevation. And again, like these guys, especially we're talking October basketball. I can't imagine a Lakers team that looks this undisciplined is going to come in and play really tough defense and, you know, get stuff in transition and, and, you know, and get back and play defense. Like I, I just don't see it. Nuggets minus six. I think we're going to look back and see this as a gift. Cause I'm with you. I just, what have you seen out of this Lakers team? And may, maybe it's like, Hey, it's a TNT game. We're tired of getting embarrassed. We're going to get up for this. But I, I just haven't seen any real fight, uh, fight from this team so far. And you got, you got, you know, Anthony Davis settling for jump shots. Like there's just not much going well for this team. No, there's not a lot going well for them. And the team that they both played and lost to is going to be in action on Wednesday as well. That is the Portland trailblazers, a perfect four and oh for the trailblazers. I don't think that a lot of people saw that coming. They've been dealing with some injuries. Oliver Saar, along Gary Payton II, has been out of the fold for this team and for the Miami Heat. Nothing new here. Victor Oladipo has been out of the fold for them. But right now I'm seeing the Trailblazers as a one-point favorite. I think it's a really intriguing spot. I feel like the Trailblazers, to begin the season, they've been playing a little bit above their skis. But I like what I'm seeing out of Anthony Simons. Nurkic down low has been solved for them. And for the Miami Heat, they still have a lot of those guys from that championship runoff a few seasons ago. But... For the Miami Heat, I've got some question marks when it comes to this roster. Yeah, no, all that stuff's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm surprised, like pleasantly surprised. If you're, if you're high on Portland, I wasn't super high on them. I thought they were a dark horse candidate, and maybe they still are. Uh, you know, to end up tanking and and kind of flipping that switch later on in the season, maybe trading some assets and and kind of blowing it up and just hoping for the best uh, with Dame and and maybe rebuilding that way. I don't think this four and O is sustainable. And so I I'm, I'm taking the heat here plus a point, but um, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's still early with the heat. I, I just like, I Jimmy Butler to me is a guy that's just, you lace him up. He's going to go out there and give you the best effort. And when you're betting NBA regular season, especially this early, it's nice to have a guy like Jimmy Butler that you can at least rely on uh, to give you that full effort. So I, I'm going to take the heat here with the idea that just Portland eventually cools off in this spot but um yeah this one's a little tougher to call yep that is going to be one of the more interesting games we will see if the trailblazers are for real but john we know that you are the real deal always great to have you aboard thank you thanks oops take it easy sean green does amazing work over there at the sports gambling podcast network great to have him aboard and here in the final segment gonna be taking a look at nfl week eight and a prop that i like for thursday night football here on vcin esports bay network at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NBA season tipped off last weekend. So did the basketball promotions at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your place to go for all the latest lines, odds, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same game parlays each week to receive a free $10 basketball bet during the months of October and November. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Great Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. First things first, big thanks to Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network who joined me in the last segment. And if you're listening to the Greg Peterson Experience Live, coming up next, a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. And if you're listening on a little bit of a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, Follow the Money, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they've got you covered. They're going to be taking a look at a nice slate in terms of NBA, NHL, list goes on and on for this Wednesday Still a few days away from the World Series, getting gassed up once again. And I'll be giving you guys a little bit of something I'm taking a look at for Thursday right now in terms of Thursday Night Football. Still a little bit of a ways away, but props came out for that, and I saw something I liked. And in terms of what I all like for Wednesday, typically it's a little bit easier when we've got college basketball and MLB in season, but 
I gave you guys one NBA play. Typically, I'm an in-game better, but we were talking about this a little bit, and this is the one play that I can really get behind taking before the game. It's fading the LA Lakers. The Denver Nuggets, they are a six-point favorite. We talked about this a little bit with Sean Green. He was saying if he had made had a model, he would make the Denver Nuggets a double-digit favorite. I think you're getting good value here. Typically, when I play NBA, I take a look at just a game of runs in general, being able to spot those in-game, but I just don't know if the run is going to come for the LA Lakers because if you take a look at the Lakers, they are currently 0-3, and among teams that have taken at least 75 three-pointers in their first three games to begin the season, they have the worst three-point shooting percentage of all time at 21%. When LeBron James has been successful throughout his career, it's been because teams have put a little bit of shooting around him. They've got absolutely none of that right now. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is getting starts for this team. The bench is banged up because Dennis Schroeder legitimately is able to give you a little bit of something from the outside. He's currently injured. That just puts this team all sorts of behind the eight ball. You've got guys out there that are getting minutes that just don't belong on an NBA floor in general. They've been looking to Wendon Gabriel for a few minutes. I mean, man, I just take a look at this team, and it's really, really sad right now. Patrick Beverly, just not a guy that I've necessarily been overly impressed with. Always a solid defender, not a guy that is really going to be giving you anything on the offensive end. You've got Anthony Davis dealing with a little bit of a back issue. Honestly, Russell Westbrook, if he doesn't play in this game, might be an upgrade for the LA Lakers with the way that he has been performing because well, he still does a solid job on defense and he's still able to dole out the ball as well. Just a complete liability on the offensive end at this point, and that's what the Lakers need. So I'm willing to go with the Denver Nuggets in that spot. And then I mentioned it a little bit before, and I've got to pay off the tease. I do have a little bit of something for you on Thursday Night Football right now. Not yet gotten squared away on a side. Right now I'm taking a look at the Baltimore Ravens, them being a very slight favorite in this spot. I've actually seen this go to a pick in a book out here in the Westgate, and I think that that's actually relatively good value because I just think that with Tom Brady, we're all wondering why he's struggling or anything like that. I mean, it sounds very, very simple, and I think that it holds very true, and if you just said this statement and nothing else, it would all make sense as to why Tom Brady is struggling. He's a 45-year-old man trying to play quarterback in the NFL. If you said absolutely nothing else, I think everyone else, if the name wasn't Tom Brady, they would not there and be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. That's why he's struggling. He's 45 years old. And 45-year-old men, they go through something different than a lot of people are in their mid-20s and their mid-30s. I mean, most guys are in their mid-20s. They aren't dealing with teenage kids. They aren't dealing with what he's dealing with right now in terms of a divorce. It's something that typically is kept a little bit more under wraps or just things in general that hurt you in terms of just a general job. Like, I mean, even someone that's working in like accounting, someone that's working in just a normal nine to five job. If they're going through a divorce, they're probably going to be hitting a little bit of a wall with their work. It's going to hurt them as well. Even though the NFL is a little bit of a different animal, it's not necessarily your normal workplace. He's still a human being. He's not some sort of a robot, contrary to perhaps popular belief. And I think it's all just snowballing in general, coupled with the fact that the Buccaneers have a deal with some injuries. Defense has been solid, but even legitimately the worst team at running the ball, you're able to point some fingers at that as well. And with how much the the Buccaneers have been just trying to throw the ball and they've just been so one-dimensional on offense, I do think that that poses for a relatively solid prop. I recognize that Tom Brady has thrown just one interception thus far this season, but right now you're able to go plus money on Tom Brady to be able to throw an interception. He's honestly been a little bit lucky that he's only got the one interception as well. There's been a few drop balls 
in general. He's been throwing the ball at least 40 times each out of the last five weeks. I think Tom Brady to throw an interception. Right now, seeing at DraftKings at plus 105 is relatively good value against a Baltimore Ravens team that, let's call it what it is, defense has struggled. They're giving up a little bit over 23 points per contest, but I do think that they're going to be able to find their footing a little bit more, and this is a Ravens bunch. They've already come up with eight interceptions this year. That's one of the top marks in the NFL. They've still been harassing the quarterback this season with getting 20 sacks. They've been able to do a solid job up front. They've just been really, for lack of a better term, having their struggles in the fourth quarter. That's the only reason why I've yet to pull the trigger on the Ravens. I think that the Ravens can legitimately be one of those teams that can go on a nice run. They can be one of those teams that when it's all said and done, we're talking about them going into the playoffs being a team that outside of the big three that we're talking about right now, the Chiefs, the Bills, and then you've also got the Philadelphia Eagles. Outside of those three, they could be perhaps that number four, number five team because they have that sort of talent. Maybe they deal with injuries once again at the halfback spot as J.K. Dobbins is currently out of the fold for the team. They just got back Gus Edwards, and I think that that's going to be a lot of them up. They've been dealing with really Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake getting a lot of the touches for the team thus far this season, but I do think that the Ravens have a chance to be able to rise up. Lamar Jackson has just been a touchdown scoring machine thus far this season. 15 all-purpose touchdowns for him thus far. I do think that he's going to be able to get back to what he was towards the beginning part of the season against the Buccaneers defense that I do think that it's a little bit more solid. I've yet to really lock in the side yet, but I do think that the Ravens, I mean, especially if this number continues to drop a little bit like it has been, they're going to be able to present some good value on that front. And when it comes down to it, I do think that you've got some good value on Tom Brady to be able to throw an interception. He's just thrown so many passes. And I do think that the way that the Buccaneers have went to one-dimensional now having to go up against a legitimately ball-hawking Ravens defense, that does lend for a little bit of value. Another game along with this one that we've seen quite a bit of a line move on because if you took a look at look at lines, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that were finding themselves a field goal favorite, obviously, with what we saw on Sunday and just a little bit more than that as well. That has caused for a little bit of a line move, but one of the biggest movers of the week thus far, and I do think that this one is very fascinating, is this Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings game. The Vikings on the look at, they're more around a six half point favorite. This has fallen all the way to the Vikings being more around a three and a half to a four point favorite, total of 49. And I do think that it's a little bit more warranted because I do think that the Arizona Cardinals last week were a little bit undervalued. If you take a look at just QBR and the quarterback rating that you've got with Kyler Murray when DeAndre New Hopkins is on the field versus when he's off the field, it's about a 20 point difference. And the Cardinals were really able to take it to what is legitimately a struggling Saints defense, but for the Minnesota Vikings, they've given up their big chunk plays as well. With the Vikings as well, it's been a bunch that has had their, shall we say, fair share of good fortune thus far this season. It happened out there in England, ironically enough, when they themselves played against the New Orleans Saints. And I do think that this is an Arizona Cardinals team that's starting to get a little bit whole perhaps a little bit too far of a move in general in terms of the line. And I do want to see what the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to get out of the halfback spot as well, because, you know, Benjamin, he's been able to put up some very big numbers, but I do think that he might be getting figured out a little bit more and just him being a primary back in general, that is a little bit questionable because right now you've got James Conner. He's been dealing with ailment. We have not seen him the last two weeks. If they're able to get Conner back, I think that that's going to bode very well for them, but no question about it. Another week with Robbie Anderson in the fold should be helping them out. And then for the Minnesota Vikings, well, I do think it is going to be a big question mark for them is 
How do they balance things out? Are they able to keep their offensive balance like we've been seeing? Because Dalvin Cook, when he's able to stay fully healthy, one of the most dominant backs in the NFL, 77 or 76 yards or more each out of the last four weeks for this bunch. And I do think that that bodes well for them. I was expecting perhaps a little bit more out of Irv Smith. It felt like they tried to get him back in their last game a little bit more usage in general. But I do take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team, and I've got question marks as to their 5-1 and record because we're talking about the Giants being like the worst 6-1 and team ever. I mean, in terms of a 5-1 and team in the Minnesota Vikings, it's been very suspect as the way that they've been able to pull things out as well. So we shall see how that line moves. And we've got your your pro tip for our number three here at vcin.com slash subscribe here. I will get every pro tip from every hour on this fine network. And we were talking about odds win the division a little bit earlier. There's still great value in terms of this market. You've only got one favorite that is finding themselves at plus money. That is the San Francisco 49ers. So if there's a long shot that you like, like the Bengals, you're able to go down the list. There's still good value there. And there's always tremendous value when you listen to follow the money 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.